0: We have seen Republicans rig the system with their gerrymandering, often illegal gerrymandering.
1: What? There is gerrymandering to a fair thee well in states controlled by the Republicans. Listen, huh. political gerrymandering
2: is probably one of the greatest threats to our democracy right now. Yes, it is, and therefore Democrats ought to do it too.
0: Well I don't know why I came here tonight.
2: Yeah, I
3: said it. I
0: got the feeling something right. I'm so scared, in case i fall off my chair. Downstairs. I never
2: thought I'd say it.
0: Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck
2: in the middle with you. But I'm saying it now. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in L.A., 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. Also in California, in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN, Eureka's KGOE, up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, Eugene's KEPW, Lancaster, Pennsylvania's WLRI, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU, Columbus, Ohio's WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, Rochester, New York's WRFZ, down in New Orleans on WHIV, out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ. Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN. Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ in Seattle on KODX. Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR and Minneapolis-St. Paul's AM950-KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast coast and around the globe every day on the internets, on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, uh, Burden Square Radio, and Detour Talk. Blanketing Planet Earth, five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me from Bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue to fight like hell for nearly 20 years now. To protect what's left of your democracy, even if that fight has, I must admit, at least for me, taken an unexpected turn in recent weeks, frankly, as I hope to discuss with you on today's program at 818-985-5735. Uh, Coming up, I hope to open the phones on a topic that I've received a bunch of varying opinions on following a discussion I had about it with my guest on Friday, author David Daly, whose uh, first book documents the historic GOP takeover scheme called Red Map, which Republicans used at the state level after the 2020 uh, census to, to engineer extreme partisan gerrymandering. Of U.S. House uh, congressional seats. For example, to ensure the pretty much 50-50 battleground state of North Carolina would see 10 of its 13 U.S. House seats go to Republicans for the entire next decade, even though it's a 50-50 state pretty much that goes, you know, one year for the Democrat in, in presidential elections, the next for the Republican... No matter how the Democrats, however, voted in that state, Republicans kept winning 10 of 13 U.S. House seats in North Carolina because why? The Republicans who control the state legislature gerrymandered the hell out of it. Anyway, I had David Daly on the show on Friday to discuss what happens if the Democrats are unable to pass the Freedom to Vote Act in the U.S. Senate. That bill, among many other long overdue democracy reforms, would also ban partisan gerrymandering finally in all 50 states and we discussed well what to do about it if Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema cannot get the 10 republican votes needed to overcome a filibuster of that bill and then Manchin and Cinema refused to reform the filibuster to allow passage so I argued on Friday's show, something that I never thought I would do, frankly, after thinking about this for weeks and months at this point, watching the rise of the authoritarian right at this point, uh, if if this happens, uh, if they're unable to pass the Freedom to Vote Act to ban partisan gerrymandering, among other things, in order to save the nation and democracy itself from that rising right-wing tide of anti-democracy authoritarian, I believe the Democrats at the state level should, in fact, partisan gerrymander the hell out of states that they control, just as Republicans did after 2010, and yes, will be doing now in spades now that there's uh, after the 2020 uh, census, now that there is no more. Section 5 pre-clearance of the Voting Rights Act to stop them in states all over the country. Redistricting alone in those red states, uh, Dave Daly conceded, would be enough to give Republicans right now a majority in the U.S. House before the 20, 2024 election next year, even if the nation voted exactly as they did in 2020. When House Democrats received almost five million more votes than Republicans, but only won a bare four or five seat majority in the House. I promised we would talk about this in an upcoming show. And as I've gotten some interesting responses on both sides of this issue uh, that I'll try to share with you, uh, I would love to hear from you today. 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK, if you agree that Democrats should play constitutional hardball, I guess, by implementing extreme partisan gerrymanders in states where they can get away with it, like New York and Illinois and elsewhere, or if they should not do it because gerrymandering is wrong. For the record, I agree it's wrong, but I also think it's madness and a death wish for democracy, uh, for, for, for democracy, not for Democrats, but for democracy. It's a death wish for Democrats to unilaterally disarm at this point, given what is now at stake in this country, where the GOP's packed and stolen U.S. Supreme Court has already said that federal courts may not adjudicate state gerrymanders anymore either. 818-985-5735, if you want to line up right now with an opinion on that, I Would love to hear from you, but hopefully very quickly uh, some news headlines that we need to hit, if only momentarily for now. Uh, Of course, uh, the big story this morning, Colin Powell described by AP as the boundary breaking military leader and diplomat whose sterling reputation of service to Republican and Democratic presidents was stained by his faulty claims to justify the 2003 U.S. war in Iraq died on Monday of COVID-19 complications. He was 84 years old. Now, there's a lot of coverage of elsewhere on this today, so I'm not needed for that, uh, especially since uh, despite his years of service under both Democrats and Republicans his uh, and his admission that his 2003 address at the U.N., in which he, as he eventually admitted was based on false claims about weapons of mass destruction. He described that as a blot on his career. Nonetheless, uh, that arguably sealed the deal for sending our nation to a decade long, deadly, unnecessary war in Iraq. Now, Powell did end up endorsing Barack Obama twice, going against his own party. He did many other praiseworthy things throughout his career and, and in retirement. But I have a difficult time, frankly, overlooking that U.N. speech, to be frank. So I will leave uh, the hagiography uh, hey, to others Um And uh, the debate about his life and his career and his service, uh, I just want to focus on one point here for now. In announcing Powell's death, his family said that he had been fully vaccinated against the coronavirus, and yet he died anyway from complications with COVID, which many anti-vaxxers are now dishonestly today citing to claim, see, vaccines don't work. Peggy Sofrino, Powell's longtime aide, said the uh, former general and secretary of state uh, had also been treated over the past few years for multiple myeloma. That's a blood cancer that impairs the body's ability to fight infections. Studies have shown that those uh, cancer patients do not get as much protection from the COVID-19 vaccine as healthier people do. So using Powell's death at the age of 84 while suffering from uh, blood cancer, using that as an argument against vaccination is as wrong and cynical and, frankly, evil as it possibly could be. As Washington Post's Philip Bump points out today with uh, n- with numbers to buttress his, uh, his argument, Colin Powell was fully vaccinated against the coronavirus, but instead of demonstrating that the vaccine isn't 100 percent effective in preventing death, which was known, His death better serves to show the need to tamp down on coronavirus cases more broadly to help protect those like Powell most at risk. Yes, like an 84-year-old multiple myeloma victim uh, like Colin Powell fighting a cancer that can reduce the body's ability to fight infections. Last week, Notes Bump, the Centers for uh, Disease Control and Prevention, released data showing the effectiveness of vaccines in curtailing new infections and deaths from the coronavirus. In August, for example, it found that those who were vaccinated were six times less likely to become infected and 11 times less likely to die of COVID-19. But the data also showed a disparity in the death toll. The incidence of COVID deaths among those age 80 and over but vaccinated was nearly as high as the incidence among the unvaccinated aged 50 to 64. So let me put this another way. COVID deaths during the week of August 8 through August 14, according to the CDC, found that among unvaccinated 50 to 64-year-olds, the death rate was 18 and a half per 100,000 people. Among the vaccinated in that very same age group, the death rate was 0.9 for 100,000 people. Got that? 18 and a half uh, out of 100,000 if you're 50 to 64, And unvaccinated versus 0.9 if you are vaccinated. Among the the unvaccinated 65 to 79-year-olds, the death rate was worse, of course, at 47.8 per 100,000. Meanwhile, the same age group, those who were vaccinated, the death rate was just 3.3 for every 100,000 who were vaccinated in that group. Uh, and worst of all, the death rate was 67 people per 100,000 among those who were 80 and older if they were unvaccinated. But it was still, still 15.2 uh, among every 100,000 among uh, the vaccinated who were 80 and over. But that number is almost as high as the uh, unvaccinated, <clears throat> the unvaccinated rate if you were 50 to 64 years old. Older Americans have always been more at risk of COVID and the effects of the virus are clearly more pronounced with members of that age group, even when they are vaccinated, notes bump, even if not nearly as high as they are for the unvaccinated in those very same groups. Bump writes, the reason that health experts advocate vaccination is in part because it offers increased protection to individuals both from infection and death. But that, to some extent, is the icing on the cake. The broader advantage is in widespread uh, vaccination because the virus has less ability to spread, giving those people like Colin Powell less chance of getting it at all. Uh, Bump notes there are two paths to herd immunity. One involves a vaccine that is safe and free and effective. The other involves more people getting sick and building natural immunity. But the problem with the latter is that, of course, that both increases the chance that the virus will spread in a community and it poses a risk to the infected person. There is a risk, in other words, both to the individual and to the community at large. And it seems Inevitable in this moment that Powell's death will prompt new indifference to the vaccine, new hesitancy, I would argue, as though his death somehow proves that the vaccines do not work. The lesson we should learn instead, notes bump, is that the vaccines work best when they work broadly and that Powell had been protected both by the vaccine And by low rates of infection in his community, had we had those lower rates of infection in his community, he might still be alive. So uh, there's a lot of misinformation out there uh, uh, by a lot of folks who are taking advantage of Colin Powell's death to make their argument that, see, vaccines don't work. Those are either dishonest people or those are people who do not understand how this is all supposed to happen. OK, that was one piece of news that I wanted to I wanted to hit. And and yes, if you'd like to offer your own uh, response, of course, perhaps we will have time for that as well in our call segment in a bit. 818-985-KPFK. But while while I wanted to while I, I do hope to talk about gerrymandering today and my belief that Democrats should now do it themselves to counter Republicans, Another story broke after we got off the air talking about that from our last show, and it pretty much bunked my entire weekend. I suspect the same is true for Desi Doyen. Hi, Des. Hey. Um, you know, I want to hit this quickly uh, with the proviso that we will be talking about this uh, this one more, uh, hopefully on tomorrow's program in detail with an expert. But just by way of some background context here, Accountable.us <clears throat> The nonprofit, nonpartisan government watchdog, they tweeted out some key context for all of this on Friday night uh, when they tweeted, quote, new Senator Joe Manchin took one hundred and seven thousand dollars from the energy sector earlier this year. That would essentially be in the first three quarters of the year so far, including dozens of oil and gas companies while holding up the biggest climate bill in history. So that's some of the context Here's the even more maddening part of this story that broke via the uh, New York Times on Friday. The most powerful part of President uh, Biden's climate agenda, a program to rapidly replace the nation's coal and gas-fired power plants with wind, solar and nuclear energy, will now likely be dropped from the massive budget bill in Congress According to congressional staffers and lobbyists who are familiar with it, Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrat from Coal Rich, West Virginia, whose vote is critical to passage of the bill, told the White House that he strongly opposes the clean electricity program, which would offer big financial incentives to utility companies to move from dirty fossil fuels to clean, renewable energy. While implementing financial penalties for those utilities who do not, it's a sort of a a carrot and stick approach, which Biden and fellow Democrats had hoped would move the nation to net zero carbon emissions by 2035, I believe, in the electricity sector and uh, and net zero carbon emissions economy wide by 2050, I believe.
4: Yeah, that is correct.
2: with the uh, with this landmark program that was called the Clean Energy Performance Program or CEPP. Well, that hope could now is now. Apparently dead in the water and Joe Biden is going to head with a big administration contingent to the U.N. climate summit in Glasgow in just two weeks or so with little or nothing to show for America's commitment to curbing dangerous, mad made uh, uh, climate change causing uh, emissions. That is quickly worsening our climate crisis. As a result, White House staffers are now reportedly somehow scrambling to rewrite the sweeping social infrastructure legislation that also expands health care and education and paid family leave and much more. But without the climate piece, as they try to cobble together a mix of other policies uh, for climate that could somehow also cut emissions, I fear that Joe Manchin is going to try to block anything else as well. Uh, since all 50 senators who caucus with the Democrats are going to be needed on board to pass any of this. Desi Doyen, are we screwed at this point?
4: (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe not. It's not really clear quite yet. I mean, the Washington Post reports that the White House hasn't yet completely decided that it's going to jettison the CEPP completely. So they may be able to find some kind of compromise that will get Manchin's support, yet still set us on this path of reworking our election electric utility system so that they do focus more on renewable energy. I mean, the, the CEPP, the provision that he objects to, that Manchin objects to, yeah. would have produced an estimated 80 percent reduction in electricity emissions by 2030. And it's yes. it's a huge deal. It's a yeah. huge a silver bullet, in a way, but um, it's not entirely clear whether it's completely gone. But that's the thing, is even if it is completely jettisoned, even if they do have to cut that particular aspect completely, there are other measures that the White House and the executive branch can put in place that would, uh, would help to get us in that direction. Well, not as good, but they would help.
2: Yeah, well, maybe. And the ones that have to go through Congress, you know, I suspect will also be stopped by Mansion.
4: Right. But, 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 but here's the thing you know, that there yeah. are things that can be done. In other words, the fight is not over yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our executive branch uh, actions can be more vulnerable in court to court yes. challenges, as we saw with the Obama administration's yes. many attempts to try to reform the electric grid, which is, you know, one third of U.S. emissions. Mm-hmm. So it is better for Congress to pass something into law to establish that. But uh, we're not sure exactly how far we're going to get. We'll see what happens. What happens? With that.
2: Yes, we will. And we will talk about it more on uh, tomorrow's broadcast with an expert on this. But I'll tell you, uh, very distressing, very distressing, very depressing news as to the other things that Joe Manchin is almost uh, single handedly screwing up for the nation in a government governing system that gives one single U.S. senator the ability essentially to block an entire majority The uh, sweeping Freedom to Vote Act, which Joe Manchin theoretically supports. It's his bill, after all, his compromised version of the uh, Democrats uh, for uh, for the People Act. That's going to come back up for a vote on the Senate floor this weekend. It's thought, uh, this week, I should say. It's thought to be almost. Impossible that it could actually overcome a GOP filibuster, as Manchin had once claimed he'd be able to engineer. We wish him luck. But that seems unlikely at this hour. So basically, there's two choices left. You either reform the filibuster to allow democracy-saving bills to be passed with a simple majority vote, just the way the Republicans reformed the filibuster to pack the U.S. Supreme Court with three justices for life, Three justices who could never have uh, defeated a filibuster on their own. So that's one option. Or uh, you can watch none of this get passed at all when it comes to uh, voting rights and democracy reform and have Democrats at the state level where they can push back with an idea that I never thought I would be in favor of. But now I believe that I am. Uh, And I will talk about why, along with you and your calls, answering the question, should Democratic states gerrymander the hell out of those states, partisan uh, gerrymander them in order to at least try to save democracy? from the rise of the authoritarian front known as the GOP at this point? I believe they should. How about you? 818-985-5735 is my phone number. I would love to get your opinion. 818-985-KPFK. More on this and your calls coming up next on the broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman.
4: bradblog.com slash donate. That's bradblog.com slash donate. And thanks.
2: the broadcast, Brad Friedman from uh, but It looks like we're getting a lot of people who are ringing in in favor of yes, partisan gerrymandering the hell out of blue states. Let me see if I can and I agree with you, but let me see if I can even the score a little bit. Now, Senator Chuck Schumer Majority Leader, he's uh, going to he's got plans to uh, schedule a vote this Wednesday to open debate on the Freedom to Vote Act. That's the Joe Manchin created and approved Compromised version of the For the People Act or HR 1 that has already passed in the U.S. House. Uh, The bill would, it's kind of an amazing bill. Even as a compromise for Manchin, it would set national standards for early voting, expand vote by mail, allow the use of uh, more forums, uh, more forms of of photo ID, uh, voter identification. It would make Election Day a federal holiday. It would institute measures to counter vote suppression tactics. It would automate registration in all 50 states. It would force states to give voters the option to register on Election Day and other Safeguards against voter purges, voting roll purges. It would also overhaul portions of the campaign finance system. It would mandate the right to a hand marked paper ballot at the polling place for all voters. It would prevent the politicized removal of election officials. It would prohibit partisan gerrymandering as well, among other critical changes all in hopes of saving democracy from the rising authoritarian anti-democracy movement in this country, as dozens of GOP states right now are adopting voter suppression bills and uh, beginning their decennial redistricting process, in which they have already begun these extreme partisan gerrymanders just by themselves, those would give republicans a majority in the us house even if americans vote exactly as they did in 2020 when almost 5 million more voters voted for democrats than republicans in house races now on wednesday the bill is likely to receive all 50 votes from all the the folks who democrat uh, who caucus in the house with the democrats in the us senate i should say but it will likely fail to go to debate because it won't get 10 Republican votes to overcome a filibuster. And if Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema are then still unwilling to reform the filibuster to pass this democracy-saving legislation, well, Democrats, as I see it, will be unilaterally disarming against uh, Republicans, at least when it comes to gerrymandering, giving away control of the House in 2022, which will then allow Republicans to overturn pretty much anything they want that happens in the presidential election in 2024. So, you know, I hate this idea, but like many other things, for example, agreeing with Republican Max Boot that Americans at this point should begin voting for Democrats no matter what, not for the sake of the Democratic Party, but for the sake of democracy itself, I never thought I would uh, stand by that idea. Well, I believe that this is also necessary. If Manchin and Cinema will not allow the filibuster to be reformed for the Freedom to Vote Act, then Democrats at the state level ought to take this into their own hands. And yes, Partisan gerrymander the hell out of the states. I may be in the m- minority on that overall. I see most of our callers seem to be in favor of it, but let me play. To be fair, I was joined by David Daly, as I mentioned, of fairvote.org on Friday's show. He literally wrote the book on the successful uh, GOP scheme called Red Map that was used to gerrymander the hell out of GOP states after the 2010 census. And he concedes that it's going to be even worse this time around after the 2020 census, now that the Voting Rights Act has been gutted and it won't protect the worst partisan gerrymanders and the, uh, in, in the nation. And the Supreme Court has said federal courts got to stay out of it. But he disagrees with my position on this, and you may agree or disagree. I don't know. Call me at 818-985-5735 right now with your thoughts. But here is the central arguments that both he and I made on Friday's broadcast, and then we will get to your calls. On this gerrymandering issue then, David, and I simply hate this solution, but I've pondered it for months, it seems to me. That democratic uh, controlled states for the good of democracy itself simply cannot unilaterally disarm in this battle. They're not going to get help from the federal courts. They're probably not going to get help from Congress. Blue states that can gerrymander, yes, extreme partisan gerrymanders, in order to counter GOP states that are undermining democracy. The democratically controlled states, I believe, should now do so. And like I say, I hate that idea. Hate it. It goes against everything I've really stood for when it comes to democracy. But I think democracy itself now demands it. Am I wrong to call on Democratic states to act as outrageously partisan as I have long objected to uh, when Republicans did it?
0: You're not wrong, necessarily, to want Democrats to fight back and defend democracy, you're wrong, however, to think that this is the way to do it. Why? Because the simple math does not add up. Let's say Democrats do the most extreme gerrymander they can in New York, mm-hmm. in Illinois, okay, in Maryland, in New Mexico, and in Oregon. Okay. On the other hand, Republicans are going to pick up about twice as many seats. Mm-hmm. The math for Democrats doesn't add up. If you do this, it's such a classic Democratic move, right? You finally play hardball, but you pick a game you can't win. It's <laughs> bad basic politics, right? If Democrats want to play hardball, God bless them, go play hardball. Pack the courts, add justices to the U.S. Supreme Court, add states, reform the way the U.S. Senate works. Instead, right now, what the Democrats are doing is they have surrendered to the judiciary. They're going to let voter suppression and gerrymandering carry away the House. They failed to use this opportunity to do any of the things that actually could help. You could pass the Joe Manchin-approved Freedom to Vote Act and Uh ban partisan gerrymandering. Democrats could end this not by doing these weak gerrymanders themselves, mm-hmm. they could end this by using the power that they have to pass a law that puts an end to it. Yes, Dave. And they refuse to do that. Okay, you're David. you're rearranging death stairs on the Titanic, it might feel better momentarily to say... We'll screw you in New York just the same way you screwed us in North Carolina. But it doesn't add up to power.
2: Okay, David, let me counter that. Joe Manchin, though he supports the Freedom to Vote Act, he does not currently support reforming the filibuster that would be needed in order to pass the Freedom to Vote Act. To say Democrats are not doing these things when really what it is is Joe Manchin, Republicans, and one or two senators like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema not allowing them to do those things... That's not Democrats failing to do that. That's Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema, and the Republicans stopping Democrats from doing it. Meanwhile, back in the states, the states actually can take this action, take these actions. They might not get all of the seats, you, you, as you say. That still puts them a hell of a lot closer to, be, to being able to retain a majority and save democracy, ultimately. Congress can't do anything. The states can. Why shouldn't they?
0: Democrats are going to lose the House in 2022. Mm -hmm. What you're talking about here is the difference between losing the House by 232-203 or 236-199. That is deck chairs on the Titanic. Mm. They've got to use the power that they have in this moment to actually solve the problem. Democrats campaigned and Democrats Mm -hmm. won by saying we will protect and preserve voting rights. If Joe Manchin stops it, it's not going to be just because Joe Manchin stopped it, right? It's going to be because Democrats were unable to find the right combination of carrot and stick to move Joe Manchin. All
2: right. No, listen.
0: Which is the power of these guys. You know, let's start taking away military bases in Arizona Uh, and West Virginia. Let's start doing the things to these senators that would actually... Bring them along.
2: All right,
5: well, we're
0: Gerrymandering gonna... the hell out of New York doesn't do that.
2: No, but it pushes back. And listen, we know that Republicans are, in fact, going to add 20 states and to unilaterally yeah. disarm, as you were suggesting that state Democrats do. I'm
0: um... not suggesting that you unilaterally disarm. I am certainly not in favor of unilateral disarmament. I'm in favor of playing hardball but with rules that actually win the game and not wins that allow you to lose the game 8-7 instead of
2: 10-7. Okay, okay. so that was uh, my conversation with Dave Daly of FairVote FairVote.org, author of a book uh, whose name I can't say on FCC radio. Uh, we just call it Rat Flipped. Uh, concerning the uh, GOP uh, red map program when they partisan gerrymandered the hell out of uh, states where they could get away with it after the 2010 census. Now, I I welcome your thoughts on this. Uh, Who's got it right here, me or David Daly? Or do you have another idea altogether? 818-985-KPFK. I've had quite a few responses since Friday. Uh, uh, Since the show via email uh, I am bradcast at bradblog.com On Twitter I am At the bradblog etc I might try to share some of those uh, But let's uh, get a quick call or two here I know a lot of folks want to ring in On this Uh, let me get a couple calls Before we take a break and we'll come back with many more calls Lamar in LA Hey Lamar welcome to the bradcast sir Are you for or again Democrats uh, Partisan gerrymandering the hell Out of blue states
3: Okay, I'm for it because um, I'm kind of sick and tired of seeing the Democrats being outmaneuvered by the Republicans with gerrymandering and the election officials and things of that nature. And I understand David's points; he made some good points. But you know, it seems to me like we we don't have to vote. You know, we're I mean, Republicans are in lockstep with what they're doing, even though it's bad or mm-hmm. it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in lock seven. Even people like Lisa Murkowski, who knows she's going to get primaried, but she's still voting with the Republicans. Yeah. So, you know, if democracy is at stake, I think this is the time for the ends do justify the means in that respect, okay? Yeah. You know, I, don't, I don't like it. I still think it's wrong in a sense, but you know, if it comes down to saving the democracy or losing the whole battle, I think we got to save democracy, you know? Yep.
2: Um, I'm with you, but Lamar. What
3: David, what, what David was saying, what the, the things that he was saying made sense, but do we have the vote to do the things that he was, that, that, that he was suggesting? Do we have the votes to do that? I'm just wondering, do we? Well,
2: uh, yeah, that's the problem. All the things he's talking about, adding states, expanding the courts, et-, et cetera, that can only be done once again if they're willing to reform the filibuster, which Joe Manchin is blocking them from doing. Uh And if he blocks them from reforming the filibuster, then the idea of uh blocking partisan gerrymanders at the federal level ain't going to happen either. Uh Hey, thanks, Lamar. I, I appreciate your thoughts here. Uh, Uh, On this, I, I really do. And of course, I agree with you. On the other hand, Dave Daly says the numbers just aren't there. Even if they did it, it wouldn't matter. I'm kind of with Lamar in that I think Americans would like to see Democrats stand together, do the right thing, even if they fail, do everything they can to do the right thing. Let me get one more call in before we take a break, and then we'll come back with a whole bunch more. Uh, John, who appears to disagree with me in Sun Valley. Hey, John, welcome to the broadcast, sir.
5: Hello. Hey there. You just said what... uh something that I'm going to take, because uh, 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 I, I believe it's absolutely wrong to do the, this gerrymandering thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say doing the right thing, Democrats should do. Well, gerrymandering is misleading the American public, and they've been misled and feel ba- felt backstabbed long enough and often enough to put up with some uh, low-barred, swamp-drainer liar, Okay. So we, if we play that game that the right wing is so good at, we're going to lose because it's their game. Okay, we'll just do what we, do what we should do, do the right thing, and gerrymandering is the wrong
2: thing. And even if that means that simply by Republicans doing the it, wrong it, thing, it, they're it, able to take back it, the majority it, it, and it. they're able to then flip the presidential election in 2024 in the bargain because of it
5: if 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 it's a small word with big connotations but it, when people see things as they really are instead of all the smoke and mirrors that goes on in washington that maybe you're part of i don't know uh but uh then if they see things the way they are like joe manchin for example in cinema they're not democrats they're not progressive i mean cinema's a liar so is joe manchin is a a shill. Okay. if they see that we never did it for Biden, we're not in we're not in control of Congress, then, hey, maybe people will finally get more involved. They're not involved enough. We're not involved enough because we've been feelers steamrolled enough.
2: Okay. well, let me just say this before I let you go, John.
5: Get uh, get on with this uh, democracy that we've got. Otherwise, we're going to lose it. Well, you uh, don't you don't keep it by 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 playing fast and and loose with it. Well, and it's
2: not it that's not fast and loose, John. Those are the rules. Those are the laws. And if they can do it, I'm not no suggesting they do anything illegally. Written. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm not suggesting they do anything illegally. I am uh, suggesting they get on with it. I am suggesting that they save democracy. What did
5: was illegal uh, too in his government because he made it legal. Okay,
2: John. All. Okay.
5: All, it all depends on which side of the... Uh, know, no, of the I'm not calling,
2: John. It. Let me oh, say... God. I'm OK, but, okay, bye. Uh, I'm not calling for anyone to break any laws anywhere. As a matter of fact, on Friday's show, I talked about, you know, if Republicans can challenge in state court against a Democratic uh, gerrymander, they should do it. Challenge it. If the state constitution or the state laws says that Democrats did something wrong, then oh, well. I'm not calling for anyone to break any laws, but when you talk about democracy, the fact is that 4.7 million more Americans voted for Democrats than Republicans in the U.S. House, and yet Democrats only have, uh, right now, a four-seat advantage over Republicans, and that can be flipped entirely. It will be flipped as soon as the GOP starts their partisan gerrymandering. At the same time, in the U.S. Senate, the imbalance is even worse because the 50-50 Senate means that Democrats who have a bare majority, thanks to the uh, 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 vice president, Democrats represent 40 million more Americans. And yet it's still a 50-50 Senate. Something's got to give here. And I'm saying it's time for Democrats to step up to save democracy by changing the well, not changing the uh, uh, gerrymander, but uh, the redistricting, but use All the tricks in the book that the Republicans have been using against them for years. 818 985. KPFK is our phone number. Take a quick break and we'll be back with many more of your calls right after this. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't touch that dial. Hey, this is Brad. Our nightmare election may be over, but new ones. ...are on the way. Here at the Bradcast and bradblog.com, we fight for election integrity all year around, like no other media outlet in the nation. But of course, we need your help to do it. Please stop by bradblog.com slash donate to make an automated monthly pledge of any amount you like, or even just a one-time-only contribution, to help us remain on your public airwaves and completely independent. The fight for voting rights, civil rights, and to save our planet continues. Please help us continue that fight independently over your public airwaves by stopping by Bradblog.com slash donate right now. Go ahead, do it right now. From Desi Doyen and myself, thank you. Dance,
3: band,
2: Oh, not the dance band on no. the Titanic. Welcome back to the Welcome back to the Bradcast, Brad Friedman from BradBlog.com, uh, my guest on Friday, Dave Daly. Uh, when he uh, retweeted my uh, posting of Friday's show, he said, uh, "The uh, the great Brad Friedman and I mix up over mix it up over whether Democrats should counter Republican gerrymanders with their own. I say no," says David. It's not even a high road argument. The math, he says, is not there. His argument is that even if they do this, it's not going to uh, protect the House majority for them. He says, play constitutional hardball where it might work. Meanwhile, use the power Democrats have to ban gerrymanders. But they can't ban them uh, if Joe Manchin doesn't go along with it and, uh, you know, allows democracy to slip away with his uh, unwillingness to uh, really allow democrats to do anything at this point newscast now uh, tweeted in reply to david saying the math isn't there for what particular scenario because elections vary gerrymandering moves uh, ba- gerrymandering back moves the line i'm with brad on this one most people, most of the callers at 818-985-5735, in fact, do seem to be with me. Uh, let me uh, get to a few of those and some who don't. Mike in L.A., welcome to the broadcast. Should we uh, see? Should we call for gerrymanders, Democrats in, ger- in blue states, to gerrymander the hell out of their states in response to what the Republicans are doing?
1: Well, I'm going to say it doesn't matter because there's only one party that can break the law with absolute impunity, and that is the current Supreme Court. Fifty years ago, we had the preclearance requirement for the Voting Rights Act. The Supreme Court said in an argument that's analogous to saying, well, it's been 50 years since the Andrea Doria sank, so the Coast Guard shouldn't be uh, requiring that many lifeboats on all these passenger vessels. They said, okay, well... Nothing's going wrong with voting rights, so we're just going to void that out. Mm. Now, yeah. what sort of a constitutional law basis that is for doing anything, I don't quite understand. But that's <laughs> what they said, and that's what they can make stick because of who they are.
2: But that doesn't answer we, the question. Should Democrats gerrymander their states, if they can get away with it?
1: Okay. Um, first time I played rugby on foreign soil, it was in South Wales uh, and... I was very much, you know, cheaters never prosper sort of a fellow. And then the fellow across from me, when we're pushing against each other, started pulling my hair. And i said a word or two and it didn't stop. So I went back at him and started pulling his hair only harder. And he gave up trying to pull mine. Mm -hmm. So if the Democrats do actually make an effective use of the gerrymandering in more than one state... Mm -hmm. It will be a very remarkable and salbi thing for the state of democracy. I think Other, that, I think yeah I think we could probably do better though with trying to uh, adopt the california style uh, voting commission uh, in mm-hmm. all these states that lack it mm-hmm. and make that a campaign issue. Uh, to use against every Republican who won't endorse it. Yeah,
2: well, that's essentially what is being called for in the Freedom to Vote Act: uh, an independent commission uh, that you know would prevent these sorts of partisan gerrymanders, as I understand it. Uh, thanks for the call, Mike. I do appreciate it. I'm going to take that. I'm going to write that down as a four in favor. Uh, with an asterisk. Let me go to 818 uh, uh, 985 KPFK. You can also tweet me. I am the Brad blog on the Twitters. Um, let me go to. Oh, our old friend Gigi in Pasadena. She disagrees with me. Hey, Gigi, welcome to the broadcast. Uh, you're against the idea of Democratic states using the same tricks as Republicans to, uh, to goose the number of con- uh, uh, Democratic congressmen in uh, Congress members in the House.
6: Hi, Brad. I think this is a first for us, darling, um, because <laughs> you know, I have the, I, I'll answer it with this question. Haven't Democrats gerrymandered before? It's sounding like this is the first time ever. That's not true. No, I know for a fact that they gerry- gerrymandered mm-hmm. over the years.
3: Yep, yeah, they so have.
6: I don't understand why it's being framed that way. Like, oh, should we do something? Should we pull their hair? Like, your, I love the previous callers. Uh, a little example there, but should we pull? We've done it before. Well, so the, uh, Gigi, that, let me say crazy. it's. How is that? A-
2: yeah, it has it has been done before, and uh, you I know, in many right. in, in many places. Like California, in fact, Democrats put in place an independent commission to do it. And by the way, that independent commission uh, has ended up not hurting Democrats at all. They've got more seats in the uh, U.S. House from California than they had before the independent commission. Other states uh, have tried to uh, put, you know, similarly fair measures in place. But I think places like New York, New York on its own, Could uh, probably add about five or more seats to the U.S. House if they deeply gerrymandered and they don't currently do so. Illinois could currently do so or could do so. Um, So uh, but you're you think it's a bad idea. Gigi.
6: Well, I just kind of think uh, that it's uh, like like I told you. It's, it's like bringing a knife to, to, to a, 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 a gunfight, and they're using AK-47s. Yeah. I'd love to see the Democrats uh, strap on a pair and, and, and put more people on the <laughs> Supreme Court, for example. Well, I but hear you. I am.
2: Yeah, I hear you, and I'm with you on that for sure, but I don't think this is an either-or situation. But I take it you're saying two wrongs don't make a right, essentially, and I hear you. Thanks, well, Gigi. Yeah. what I'm, yeah.
6: Saying, what I'm Oh, what i'm saying is yes let's gerrymander but let's do let's look at a lot of other things to do. We've got to pull out all the stops. This is democracy on the line, darling. Uh, I love you guys. Love uh, Deadly to death.
2: Take uh, care. I love you, you back. Fun. Thanks, Gigi. I appreciate that call. Uh, by the way, uh, Lulu uh, Freistadt, our a good friend, longtime election integrity advocate and documentarian, uh, filmmaker, founder of smartelections.us, she replied to all of this uh, by uh, saying, Gerrymandering is bad no matter who does it, it's like murder. Never a good enough reason. I'm not sure I agree with my good friend uh, Lulu on that, but that is uh, her thought. Let me go to uh, oh, our friend Doogie in Chicago. Hey, Doogie, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Thank you for uh, giving us a shout.
5: Hey, Brad. Um... You know, I am so sick and tired of the Democrats not having a backbone, not having a spine, not being fierce. And until it's a level playing field, absolutely, 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 let's play their own game. Even if we fail, it's fine. We need it. But, you know, Illinois is already skewed towards Democrats anyway, and I'm fine with it until there is a level playing field, period.
2: All right. Well done, Doogie. Thank you, sir for not only agreeing with me, but doing it nice and quickly. I appreciate that, my friend. Good to hear from appreciate you. It. You bet. Uh, thank you. Uh, let's go to James in Venice, Venice, California, I should note. Hey, James, welcome to the broadcast.
3: Thank you, sir. Um, I think I, I appreciate your change of heart. It's for the right reason, and uh, it brings to mind a, a term that I haven't heard in a while, which is called real politic, mm. Um Politics has never been a clean game, and if we're going to try and be uh, uh, in the white hat on the white horse and get uh, blown away, then it's not worth it. So I say pull out all of the stops, uh, pack the court, gerrymander, because if one man can determine what happens in this country, like Manchin, then we're not talking about
1: democracy at all.
2: I concur. Thanks, James. I appreciate that uh, thought very much. Uh, and not only because I agree with you, but let me go to Roger, our friend in Minneapolis, who apparently does not agree with me. Do I have Roger here? Wait, why do I? Can I? Why? There. There we go. Now I got Roger. Hey, Roger, welcome to the broadcast. Welcome back to the broadcast, my friend. You are again my idea of uh, gerrymandering in, uh, up in Minnesota
7: well, my, my opposition is a little nuanced, but I'll, I'll keep it compact. Thank you. Um, I, I, by and large, agree with Mr. Daly's analysis of this matter. I think that the Democrats need to pull out all the stops that they possibly can, with the exception of, of ones that are fundamentally anti-democratic. Um, and one of the problems that we face right now, Brad, is that the as a matter of habitual behavior, the Republicans, uh, the, the Democrats are not simply not used to going hammer and tongs against the Republicans with every tool at their disposal. Mm-hmm. Even if we were to just go ahead and do full scale gerrymandering, there's just not enough people who have adopted that as a habitual stance. But nonetheless... The anti democratic aspect of it, to me, I think that there are other ways that we can approach this that will be more powerful and not defeat our argument when we try to say that we're for democracy in the future. I, 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 mm-hmm. This is one where I just don't quite see the usefulness in uh, stooping to the level of the anti democratic forces in this country.
2: Anti-small-d, Democratic. Yeah, I hear you. And that's why I said I have struggled with this. I hate the idea that I feel this way. I've been thinking about it for many weeks, many months, actually, at this point. Um, But, you know, I think the stakes are too high right now for democracy itself. And I think in the longer term, even if we have... By doing this, sort of less democracy in each state for a while, I think overall we will end up with more democracy. I think this will actually create more democracy in the long run. Rather than less, and yes, at the same time, I think the voters, you know, want to see Democrats pushing back on this rising authoritarian front, even if they're blocked by the courts. So be it. If nothing else, that might, you know, make Democrats wake up to the necessity of court reform. uh, At the same time, and it might even, uh, you know, make Republicans realize that something has to be done to clean up this mess, rather than a Uh, You know, uh, right now, they got a uh, one-way ticket on this, Uh, but I I hear you, I totally hear you, Roger. Like I said, I don't sleep at night due to my own position on this at this point.
7: We, <laughs> yeah. we, we agree and disagree.
2: Yes, we do. Thank you, sir. Always good to hear from you, Roger. Uh, stay well up there in uh, Minneapolis. Let me go to Michael. Do I have time? Yes. Got a few more in. Uh, real quickly, if you, can, you folks can give me your thoughts here. I'll try to get through as many as I can. Michael, are you for it or again it? Um, for it, let me get real quick to the
5: point like Morrison Long Beach does. Um, look, it, it, it's, this is not uh, very complex. Um, why are we not going after the single guy who's uh, the, the, the stop in this situation? Why are we not sending Kamala Harris back down there again unannounced to take away all the benefits that he gets? including his own personal benefits. Well, do you by the
2: way uh, Well, I'll answer I'll answer that question, Michael. Do you want uh, Joe Manchin to flip to the Republican Party, which immediately puts Mitch McConnell and the Republicans back in charge of the US Senate tomorrow? Uh-
5: I, I do not. But what control do you and I, Brad and Desi, have about that guy's brain? We are not in a, no. We are not going to fix that guy's brain. It, it done broke.
2: Well, I know. I I hear you. I completely hear you, and that's why I'm saying work around him. Work around him at the states if he's unwilling to do the right thing. But Michael, I hear you. Good call. Yep. Good point. Thank you, brother. Uh, let me uh, fit in as many as I can here. Uh, Matt in Santa Monica. Hey, Matt, welcome to the broadcast. Are you for it or again it?
5: Well, you know, I have a question uh, because I was wondering if the gerrymander was ungerrymandered that the Republicans have been up to, would that at least make a positive step without having to eat the fruit of the poison oh
2: yeah huge it would make a huge difference there's a a number of states that are just completely stacked gerrymandered partisan extreme party gerrymanders in favor of republicans and it's about to get a hell of a lot worse in texas in florida in a whole bunch of other states where they would have never been able to get away with it before until the u.s supreme court gutted the uh, voting rights act does that answer your question
5: well, yes, and I guess you know on that stance, um, wouldn't it be a little wiser in the long run for the Democrats to say we need to undo what they did rather than indulging in what they?
2: Yes, did. that's what they're trying but, to do with the freedom to, to. That's what they're trying to do, Matt, with the Freedom to Vote Act, uh, but they can't do it if Joe Manchin is going to block reform of the filibuster. I know a whole bunch of other folks wanted to get in on this. we got sort of a mix of no's and yeses there, including our old friend Morris from Long Beach. Sorry, Mo, I got to get out. My thanks to our producer. Desi Doyen to my board operator today, Federico Garcia, and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. Missed any portion? You can download it for free at bradblog.com. Drop me email on this. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, I am the Bradblog. We'll continue talking about this in the days ahead. I'll see you out there somewhere until we meet again tomorrow. I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.